We said, if you're going to have a financial loss in the interim, that's, imp- that's going to be impossible to recoup. For instance, we said in the case where two people, one's taking a water from the other one, you're not going to know how much water he takes, or you need the water right today, otherwise the plants are going to die, etc. So if it's a makam pseida, you get to act as your own bezdin, and you can stop even violently, you can stop the person, from, the mazik, from doing whatever he's doing, and you are not considered a mazik at all, you don't have to pay. If it's where there's no financial issue, where theoretically you could just go to Bezdin later and recoup your money, so then we had a machloikis, if in that case, Avadir said, no, just go to Bezdin, Amman said, no. If you know what the Allah is, and you know what the situation is, there's no debate about it, and you could prove it later on if you need to, then we're not matriach you to go to Bezdin, you could just stop it from happening before uh, before you need to and get your money back. So we're going to bring Barayas to this question. We're five lines down on the top of Chavches, Toshma. Shar shar so one shar is attacking another shar. The hard guy is going to kill him. Then of carrot, etc. So the owner of the bottom shar comes. He sees what's going on. He grabs his shar away. The top shar, the attacking shar, falls down obviously at that point and hits his head on the ground and dies and maze. So Potter, so the the owner of the bottom shar who caused this now is Potter because it's of it inish Now wait a second. Would he have been reimbursed had his animal died, yes or no? So my love, b'muid, the lack of seida. Lechayr over here, we're talking about where the attacking animal, even though it's his carrot, was a muid. In which case, the Baal Hatachtoi would have gotten all of his money back. So there's no real seida over here. So if there's no real, yes, it's a pen in the neck, he has to go to Bezdin, he has to sue him, blah, 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 But the mice, there's no financial loss. You're going to be able to get your money back, no problem. So what right do you have to kill the top shark? So, well, you're right. If it was a mood, I don't know how you know. But if it was a mood, then you should not be taking, attacking it. But if it was a tom, in which case, if he does damage to you, you're going to lose half the value, then, of course, you could stop it, because then it's Malcolm said, and everybody agrees. We'll look at the safer. Sefer says, if instead of pulling out the bottom one, you push the top one, the maze, and then it dies, then chayiv, then you're going to be chayiv. Now why? Right? If we're talking about a tam, why should you be chayiv? You're going to lose money, so you lose money. What's the difference if you pull out the bottom one and that causes the top one to die? Or if you push the top one off? Either way, you have it is, you have to welcome Seda. Says, No, the Gemara says, the new halach we have not yet seen, that the only time we say, and you're allowed to cause hezek to whatever's causing you loss, is when you have to. If you don't have to, if there's some other way out of it that will maybe not cause damage, then you have no right to cause damage to the person who's attacking you or the animal's attacking you. So you should have pulled the bottom shore out, which has, I guess, less of a possibility of causing damage to the top shore. Instead, you went ahead directly and pushed off the top shore. In that case, you're going to talk about it because you had another way out of the situation, which would not necessarily have caused damage, and therefore you're going to be chayef. Toshma. What about this case? I unload my truck full of barrels of wine and oil into your yard, so you're stuck. You can't get out of your house. So what do you have to do now? Do you call Bezdin, or do you smash them and get out? So says the Bryce. You take a hammer, smash them all up, and get out of your house. Now why? Over here, it's 
it's not even a pseudo over here. What's the big deal? Just go, this is like a pseudo. It's like a pseudo. You see, even this price says you could of an initial and option. Why? So it's machlekes. So what? Look how we have a raya that you're allowed to. I'm of Nachum Yitzchak. Mishaber v'yitzel abez the mishaber v'nichnas the havi zchul yaisef. No, it could be talking about a case where why am I unloading my barrels into your yard? Because I claim the yard is mine. I'm trying to steal your yard. And therefore, the reason you're allowed to go and break the stuff to get out is because it is a pseida, because you need to get out to go find your documentation to prove that this this yard and this house is actually yours and not mine. And therefore, that is considered a pseida. And if it's considered a pseida, then everybody agrees I'm allowed to smash your barrels to go where I need to go. Tashma. This is an interesting case. So, Menayan Lenirza, if you have an Evid who decides to stay longer, okay, so he's staying longer, he has his ears pierced, etc., Bizman Yavel, etc., and then it comes Yavel, now he's supposed to leave. And he refuses to leave. I like it here. I'm not going anywhere. Shemnayan Levin, Shemnirza, Shekalu lo Yamov, his time's up. The rabbi is pushing him out the door. Get out already. You're not supposed to be here anymore. Vechavoboy. And he pushes him, and he falls down, and he gets hurt. So is the rabbi now responsible for the damage he did to the Evid? Now this pasuk is totally out of context. It sounds like almost an asmachta. The pasuk is talking about that when someone kills someone b'shegig, they go to Ari Miklat. So we know we had Allah by a shor if a shor kills. A shor, the Balashar pays Kaifer. So you would think you could pay Kaifer and get out of going to Ari Miklat. The pasuk says, You can't take for that, no, you can't do that. So it says the Gemara makes a, a twisted drush on here. The leisikhu kaifer lashuv. We're putting a lashuv in part of leisikhu kaifer. That means leisikhu kaifer lashuv. You can't. You do not pay kaifer. You don't have money over here. In this case, on someone who's supposed to be leaving your house and refuses to leave, and you push him out, you're putter. So what do you see? You see over here, Ovid Inish, Dilin, and Avshay, but Malcolm Delekup say, though, who cares if the Evans hanging around your house? You're allowed to push him outside the house, and if he breaks his arm, he breaks his arm, and Achayev. So you see Ovid Inish, Dilin, and Avshay. Hachamaskin, and Bevet Ganvo. We're talking about the Evans was a Ganif. He was, you know, st- we are afraid he's going to steal stuff from you, and therefore, that's why you want to get him out of the house, and therefore, there is a Psaid over here. So what do you mean? I didn't know, like, Ganav, Ashta, Ganav. Till now, you had him as an Evan in your house. You didn't seem to be worried that he's going to steal anything. Suddenly, now time's up. Now you're worried he's going to steal something and you're allowed to push him out? Yes. What keep it food? He's not an Evan anymore. Get out. He's not an Evan. Get out. It's his own problem. Leave. Leave. I don't want you here. I don't. Give me the keys back. I don't trust you. So, then he's not, he's not, if he says I'm not going to do anything with him. No, no, no. Get out. Yeah. I'm sorry? That's a separate halacha. There's nothing to do with it. He says, I didn't have a must of the rabbi. Till now, when he was halachically an Eved, we assume he was not going to steal because his rabbi is in charge of everything. Now that his halachic time of avdus is up, and now he's going to stick around, and now I'm already scared he's going to steal stuff, therefore it's considered makam seda, and you're allowed to push him out of the house even if you break his arm. You misunderstood the case. The issue over here is not a stealing halacha. The issue over here is I don't want you in my house halacha. It's not a question of that. The question is he was married to a shifcha kananis. 
Kol Zman, he's an Eved by me, he's allowed to be married to Shifrat Kananis. Once his Avdus is over, it's Osir Api Halocha for him to be living with the Shifrat Kananis. And in the Heterim, Ashtay Surah, and therefore I'm pushing him out of the house, not because of it, Inish Dinah and Avshay, that I'm protecting my own interests. It's a halachic issue now. He's not allowed to be in my house because he's not allowed to live with the Shifrat Kananis. Oh, this is a new Chiddush we haven't seen yet, that besides a Chishin Mishpot Halacha of an Inish Dinah and Avshay, now we have a Yordea Halacha. I'm allowed to stop someone from doing an Avera. And if when I stop someone from doing an Avera, I injure him, I'm going to be putter in that case as well. Rashi calls this not even Dina Denafshe. This is Dina Detaira. In that situation, you're allowed to stop someone, Bezdin for sure, and even an individual is allowed to prevent another person from doing an Avera, even if it ends up hurting him and causing him damage. Toshma, our case, and this is finally why this whole sugi was brought here, was for back for our Mishnah, right? We had in the Mishnah before discussed the case that you had Kadei Shemen, <laughs> and we said in the Mishnah Bracha, when it comes Shavra is potter. So we said, why are you potter? A person should watch, watch where he's walking. So we have four terutzim. One terutz was it was dark. One terutz was it was around the corner. One terutz was people don't walk, watch where they're walking. But Rav had said the pshat was, is that the person unloaded his whole truck and covered the whole Rosh Hashanah. And when you unload your whole truck and won't cover Rosh Hashanah, it's the Nizik's fault. Because, and therefore, if I break it, too bad. But it was Masha of the Mishnah only by Nitkal. Only when you accidentally break it. The, Rav never said, the mission never said, you're allowed to go break it. Look over here, it's Makam Pseida. You're blocked from going into Shusarabin. So it says the Gemara, Tashma, only if you nitkal, by accident. So you see, Loy even if you break it, it's fine. According to Rav, you're allowed to break it because this is considered a pseida. The fact that you can't walk in with shosarabim, and therefore you're allowed to go ahead and break the barrels. So why didn't the Mishnah say that? As we said already yesterday, I didn't come on the Mishnah say for since the say for the Mishnah it said in Huzak if he gets injured from the breaking of the barrels, balachavah says chayiv beniskoi. That's dafka benitka. If I accidentally break your barrels, and during the accidental breaking of the barrels, I get cut from glass, then you're going to be chayef. Avol shavar, if I apply the halach of avrish din of the nafsheh, and I smash it with a hammer on purpose, then loy, who does it the Then I can't blame you. Even though you put the barrels in, I'm allowed to break them. But if I break them in that manner, then of course I am going to be responsible if I get cut. So erech if I, am I allowed to break the barrels which is Ram Lakhathila? I hundred percent am allowed to the But if I do, then it's my problem. I'm better off avoiding trying to break them. And then if I happen to break them, I'm not responsible for the Hezik for multiple reasons. And if I get injured, then Taku, you're responsible. So you, you, your own decision. And therefore, Katani Rasha Nitka, therefore the Rasha talked about a case of an accident, not a case of on purpose. But in Khanami, you are allowed to break them on purpose, and that and according to that Mandiyamar. Tashma. Pasik says, if you have two men fighting and one, uh, one of the wives of one of the fight, uh, one of the attackers grabs the other one, she grabs him, as we talked yesterday, and is makam ever. So he said, the Pasik says, you cut off her hand. Now, of course, we don't cut off her hand. means moment. She has to pay moment, and this is where we learn out baishas. By grabbing him in that area, she embarrassed him, therefore she has to pay baishas. Now, wait a second. She's protecting her husband. Her husband was in a fist fight over here. Why does she have to pay anything? For her husband as well. And she should be able to break up the fight. Now you could say, as we said before, that's only if you have to. So the Chari over here doesn't say in the Pasuk whether she had to or not. So maybe even if she 
could have done it some other way, you still see she's allowed to. Even if she was forced, I'm sorry. Talking about a case where she could have stopped the fight some other way. Instead of breaking up the fight, just standing there, she grabbed him. That already is already over the halacha, and then she has to pay Baishas. If that's the case, let's say there's no other way she could stop this guy from attacking her husband except by grabbing him there, then Takashi would be potter. So why didn't the Brysa say that? Yachi had the Tani say for why the Sefer say? For Shilcha, it says she stuck out her hand. Yada, Prat Lashiach Bezdin, the Sheikh Bezdin, who goes to, to give an Einish or break up a fight or something like that, he does not have to pay Baishas. Why, if he's trying to say, a woman is Chayef, a Sheikh Bezdin is not. Why don't you just say sometimes the woman herself is not chayv, depending on if she had other options or not? Lifting velisli bididad should have said the same exact case. The medrashim sheichal yachal hatzei didavracher. Avla any yachal hatzei didavracher petura. Why did it say that? It says well, you're right. How can Nami comment? That is what it meant. The medrashim that she's chayv but sheichal hatzei didavracher. If she had other ways of breaking up the fight, then she's chayv for this baishas. Avla any yachal hatzei didavracher. If she had no choice, then nasi yodek eshliach bezdin. Then she becomes a shliach bezin upatura, and that's really, as we explained yesterday, the lumdus of 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 this halacha of 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 the nafshe. You become a keilu, your own individual bezin, and therefore this isha, if she had no choice but to be machzik b'mavushav of the attacker on her husband, she becomes like a bezin, and therefore, of course, she would be putter and any hezik or baishas. Tashma, another right. You had, right, your person has a, a big backyard next to a shul. So everybody goes through the backyard to get to the shul. And that's the way it's just always been. There's nothing you can do about it. There's no fence. It's fine. Okay. So everybody's allowed to go there. Then, not love and not them outside. One day I decide I want to put up a, a swing set for my kids. So I'm going to change the pathway of where everybody walks to go to shul on Shabbos. And instead of it being on the right side of my field, I'm going to make a nice paved pathway on the left side of the field. And on the right side of the field, I want to put up a swing set for my kids. Are you allowed to do such a thing? So the halacha is, Masha nasa nasha The right side that you built now for them, they get. And the left side, which, or whatever side I said, I don't remember, whatever it was, but what you give them, they get, and what you took away from them, they also get. Right? They, you lose both. So why? Now, we can't talk about as Tyson said to bring them to Besden. There's no one to bring to Besden over here to prosecute. There's no, you don't know, it could be anybody in the rabbin who's walking through your field. So you can't go to Besden, but why can't you put up an armed guard and beat up anybody who goes through the old, the old uh, place? What's the big deal? Just stop them. Says the Gemara, so it must be It's like it's a knas over here. We're afraid that if you start moving the rabbim's path through your field, you're going to give them a path which is more difficult for them to walk on. Maybe it's longer, maybe it's windy, maybe it goes to a rocky area, and therefore you're going to be causing keilu damage to the to the tzibur who needs to walk through your field. And therefore, we don't let you do that. If you do that, you lose both. We, you don't have the ability. The Gemara going to ask in a second. No, not Lavdaka, we're worried about this. But if you do it, that's when we said this halacha. If you give them a nicer path, then it's fine. You could swap. But if you don't give them a nicer path, if you give them a bad path, a longer path, etc., that's when this halacha applies. And therefore, you cannot stop them on your own. Anytime you move something from the right side to the left side, it's going to be a bad decision. Why? <laughs> the guy who lives closer to the left side of the village who built the path, he's happy. But the guy who lives to the right side, now he has to go all the way around to get there. So either way, you're always going to be affecting somebody negatively if we don't let you do this at all. 
So the Mavad of Shach, if you tell me that the new path, I can't swap and I have to leave them the old path, so then at least I should get, get to keep the new path. So whatever I built for them, I should be able to take back. If you tell me it doesn't work. I understand the old path they get to keep, so give me the new path back. So keep your old path and give me the new one. Once they get the opportunity to use that new path, you're not going to take it away from them. So the old path is there because they were there the whole time. And now you give them a new path. Even though you weren't supposed to give them a new path, once they start using it, you're not going to take it away anymore either. So therefore, in this case, you get messed up on both sides. But it's not a question of other eating and and afshe. It's a special takana on how you affect the rabbi. One more. So you're leaving peah on the right side of your field, and you feel that just uh, that's the easiest thing for you to do, so you leave peah. They say, no, 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 it's really inconvenient for us to go to the right side of the field. It's hard to access it over there. We prefer to have peah on the left side of the field. So you go, okay. But not And when the Mavachu explained, not that you just took it, you said to them, okay, take the peah from the left side of the field instead. No problem. The old stuff is peah, and the new stuff is peah. Why? Okay, why don't you say, Why is the old stuff payah? Stop them! Just stand there and say, No, pay is no longer on the right side, pay is on the left side. Must be, if you cannot stop them, it's because loy avarish dealing and too bad, you're out, you're out of luck. Amarava, no. Really, it's not payah. Really, you're allowed to take back the old stuff. We know payah becomes like hefker, it's pata from maisa. In this case, when you made the right side hefker first, then you decide to switch it to the left side. So the stuff on the left side, the NEM take is for sure pay, and it's for sure part of the Even the stuff on the right side, since it was Hefker for a small amount of time, it remains part of the Mafker is Kamer, if you're Mafker, your whole field. In the morning, you wake up and you decide to take it back. So it was Hefker overnight. Now you took it back. These halachas apply when you take your field back from Hefker. The Rashi brings a Pasuk, says, Tazoiv is extra time. Tazoiv, you say an extra word, Tazoiv. That if you take it back from Hefker, pay applies, and Shikha applies, and others apply. But Upatim and Amaiser. which was Patim, is man the Hefker. Meiser never comes back. And that's all this halacha meant. Not that the pay stuff you're not allowed to take back. You're allowed to take it back once you give the other stuff. Other than dealing with an Afshay, take it, no problem. But it doesn't matter. just tell you a Kula that it's still going to be Patim for Meiser. Because once it was Patim for Meiser for even five minutes, it always remains Patim for Meiser forever in terms of this halacha. Okay, so we come out Lamaisa the Bamakam Pseida of it is the Nafsha everybody agrees. The Makam the Lekam Pseida, then we said it's going to be a machlaikis in the Gemara, whether you're of it in Ishdil and Afshay or not. Continues the Mishnah. Here we go. So a person is walking with Shasrabim with a barrel and it breaks. We'll see how it breaks tomorrow. But it breaks. Somebody slips on the water that poured out of it. So a person got injured by the pieces of the barrel. So Chayev, the owner of the barrel is Chayev. Now, this halacha seemingly makes no sense. It seems, Pashup Shat, that this halacha is a din in bar. You've now created an obstacle in Shasrabim, water or shards of glass, whatever it is, and now some person comes and gets injured, you have to pay. We've already said that's not true. That when you create a barbershop sarabim, it's only an animal who gets injured on it that you're responsible to pay. Caleb who get injured on it, or a human being who gets injured on it, you're not responsible to pay. The person should be very careful, watch where he's walking, and a person, you are not responsible if a person gets injured by your bar. So this mission over here is a dim bar, and it says you are when a human being gets injured. That is very difficult to understand. What's going on in this mission? That's going to be the focus 
answers to the Gemara. Rabbi Yehuda, I mean, Rabbi Yehuda argues somehow in the Tanakamba. We'll see what he means tomorrow. That's only been Meschaven. Pchayef, but in a Meschaven, you're potter. What are you Meschaven for? What are you not Meschaven for? You'll have to wait for tomorrow. Sorry. Continues the Gemara. Amr Vida Marav. What is going on in our mission? Amr Vida Marav. Loishanu el shetinfu kelav b'mayim. Rav says, and we have to give a, a bunch of backgrounds over here. Rashi throws in and Tosis throws in. Rav says, as I explained, we cannot be talking about a case of bar because if we're talking about a case of bar, halachic case of bar, then you're not going to be chayiv when someone falls in. Then you're not going to be chayiv for kelav not bring good. Nothing to discuss. So what must be the case over here? So Rob says, I'll tell you what the case is. Because there's another question, which is how do you define the Hezek of bar? Do you own a bar or do you not own a bar? Pashup Shari, I would say, well, the halach of bar is you go in the middle of Rosh Hashanah and you dig a hole. That's not yours. You don't own that land, right? You just went in Rosh Hashanah and dug a hole. Torah says, you're chayef. Sounds like you're chayef, even though you don't actually own the physical bar. We'll see later on in Daf Mem Tes and Daf Nun. There's actually three shitas and how the Hezek of Bar works. Waman never says, Bar is dafka when you own it, meaning you dig a hole in your own yard, and then you let people come in, and then you're going to be chayev. So a bar is only when you own it. Waman never says, a bar is only when you do it in Rosh Hashanah, hefker. And the other man never says, a bar can be in both places, hefker or not hefker. We'll see. Says Rav, if these pieces of charis or, or, or water that fell on the ground, you're mafkir them, then that's a bar. Bar is a barber shesram. If you're mafka them, it's a din bar. If it's a din bar, you're not responsible if a person falls into it. Rather, says Rav, you know what it's talking about? It's about where you're not mafka it. You still want to gather up the water and you want to gather up the pieces of glass or water, whatever it is that fell. So if you're not mafka it, what is this halacha now? It's not bar anymore. Bar is only when it's hefker. So what is it? It's going to be a din of shar. It's going to be a din of your stuff, your animal that causes damage you're higher for, your water that causes damage you're higher for, your broken pieces of wood that causes damage you're higher for, like it did in Shor. Now, by Shor, we have no patur of Adam and Caleb. And therefore, you're going to be responsible for the Adam and the Caleb. However, says Rabbi, we have another technical issue. Avalu my potter. You're only chayev if your clothing gets dirty over here. If you fall, then the owner of the stuff is going to be potter. Why? When you fell and tripped on the water, you slipped on the water, and you fell, what hurt you? The floor hurt you, not the water. Now, if you got hurt by the water itself, and a Hanami, the owner of the water would be chayev. If somehow the water, the water was caustic acid, and it hurt you, of course you're going to be chayev. But it's not mashma that you got hurt by the water. It says hukulukup amayim. You didn't only slipped on the water. You didn't actually get hurt by the water. You got hurt by the ground. Rav holds ground is what we call karka oilam. The fact that I made you trip and hit the ground, I'm a goyrim. I caused it, but not directly. It's indirect. And therefore, when you hit the ground, I'm not responsible at all. So Rav holds, A, this is not a case of bar, it's a case of shar. And, and you're not going to be responsible by shar when you push him and he hits the ground. You're only going to be responsible if he got, clothes got dirty from the water. So therefore, Rav shar is only if it's tinfu kelev b'mayim. That's how Rav learns our Mishnah. Kamrisa came to Shmuel when they said this lock over in Shmuel's base Madrish. Amar Ali, Michti Shmuel said, Michti, hold on. Avnei Sakinu Masor. Going back to the Gemara we had earlier in the Masechta on Dav Gimel and Dav Vav. If you leave a rock, or if you leave a knife, or if you leave a package which is a rabbit, and people trip on it, we said you're going to be chayv. That's a din bar. Where do we learn that out from? Bar. Avnei doesn't make if you dig a hole, or if you leave a package which is around, people trip on it. That's a din bar. Mi bar We learn that out from bar. Now, the chayr those things you're not mafkir. You leave your backpack which is around, you're not mafkir it. So Shmuel holds the opposite. 
Shmuel, not the opposite, but halfway, Shmuel holds you can have a bar that you own. Even if you own it, it's still a bar. If I leave my package with Saram and you trip on it, even though I still own it, it's still a din bar. And therefore, these broken pieces of glass, I don't care if you're mafkin them, not mafkin them, it's a din bar. <laughs> Wait a second, if it's a din bar, then why are you responsible when other Merkelim gets hurt? Lamad, Vakulam Anikarabam, and by all these things I apply the halacha of bar that says Sharvalayadam Khamarvalaikalam. Not responsible for a person, not responsible for the Kalim. So what's Pshat in our Mishnah? But Animilin Katala. That's only when a uh, the Kalim smash and are broken or the person dies. Then we say a patur that you're putter by a bar. If a per- now, a kli, once it breaks, is dead. So therefore, there's no such thing as a broken kli. A broken kli is a dead kli, as far as we care. It's not usable anymore. But a human being, if it falls into your bar or trips on your bar, then it depends. If he dies, you're putter. But if he gets the hearer, then he's okay. Adam chayv paturim. And therefore, says Shmuel, read the mission the opposite. Really, we're talking about a dine bar. And the person came and slipped and hit his head on the ground. A, Shmuel holds hitting your head on the ground, you are chayef for. We don't say this between Kakradim. It's a separate machlaikis. Shmuel says when you hit your head on the ground, the person who tripped you is chayef. And over here, it's not a din in shor, it's a din in bar. And therefore, according to Rav, you're only chayef in the kalim on our mission, it's a din in shor. According to Shmuel, you're not chayef in the kalim on our mission, you're only chayef on the human being's damage, and it's a din in bar. Two totally different ways to read the mission. Says the Gemara, Mesa Ravaisha Vaisha has a Brisa, which is similar to the Talach, which seems to say a different Halach. Says the Pasik, we're dashing the Pasik by bar. It says, Venafal Shama Shar Oichamar. There falls into your bar an animal or a shar or a donkey. And we dashin, Shar Vilayadam Chamar Vilaykalim. If a human being or a Kalim fall into the bar, you're potter. Clearly from the ratio, you see it's going to be potter. Now, according to Rav, this Halacha sort of depends. If you amafker them, then they have a din bar, then you're going to be potter on Adam Mekelem. If you're not mafker them, then it's a din in shor of Karen, and then you are going to be chayv on Adam Mekelem. How can the Bryce just say that you're totally potter? It really depends on whether you're mafkered or not. It's a Rav. From here we learn, says the Brisa, if you have a shor and kalem fall into your bar, and it breaks, or chamar v'kelem and iskara and it rips, chayv ala behema, who fell into the bar, or potter ala kalem. Now the price is something weird. You know what this is like? This is like, if you leave a package or a knife or something like that, and someone trips on it, you're going to be responsible. So wait a second. You're telling me a bar is like a package? A bar is not like a package. A package is like a bar. Right? The Torah says bar. We compare package to bar. We don't compare bar to package. These are like a bar. Right? Change that. What is similar to a bar? The fichach finishes the b'risa. If you're walking with a fancy ceramic plate and you trip on this guy's rock that he put in Rishas Sarabim and you fall and the plate breaks on the rock, the owner of the oven is to pay for the plate. You just told me, Kalem a putter in bar. And now you tell me, when my plate breaks on your rock, which is a din bar, I'm going to be chayef, the owner of the rock. Bryce, it makes no sense. For the Gemara first approaches it this way. Reisha kashal arav, sefer kashmul. The Reisha would say, when you, when, you, when you fall into the bar, which if you own it, according to Rav, has a din of shar, not bar. So why are you putter on Kalem? And then the sefer 
if you want to say we're talking about a din bar, says you're chayev when the plate breaks. So that's Kashan Shmuel who said when the plate breaks, you're potter. So you could ask it that way, but really what you're asking is, the price itself is a steer, mean, I obey. The Reisha said, you potter on Kalim. And the Sefer said, when the plate breaks on the rock, you're chayev on Kalim. So don't bother bringing Rav or Shmuel into this. It's not a question on Rav or question on Shmuel. The price itself makes no sense. Are you potter on Kalim in this case? Each one will have to adjust the price and read it appropriately. How do they read it? As follows. Rav if you're mafker the hole in the ground, or you're mafker the package you put in Shusharabim, in which case, according to Rav, now it becomes a din bar. Oh, it's a din bar, then you put around Caleb. Aval, the Brysa meant, the same for the Brysa of Elohif Kiran, if you put a package of Surabim, or you dig a hole in your own private property, and you let people walk in, but you still own the hole. So now it's not a din bar. Now it's a din of Shahar. Once it's a din of Shahar, there's no Petur of Caleb. Then, Chayev, Lafikha, Titsu, Chasbev, and Chayev. Then for the case of the Sefer where you trip and you break this plate on the rock and you're Chayev, it's talking about where, you're, where the owner of the rock was not Mafka the rock. Or he, he fell on a bar and he was not Mafka the bar. And if he's not Mafka the bar of the rock, now it's not a halacha of bar, it's a halacha of Shora Mazik, Maman Mazik. And therefore, of course, you're going to be Chayev for Caleb. So Rob says, no problem. Just depends what we're talking about. Hefker is a din bar, not Hefker is a din of Maman Amazik. And therefore, you're going to be Chayev on Caleb. How does Shmuel read it? Shmuel reads it his way. So you just said, according to Shmuel, whether you're mafkirit or you're not mafkirit, it has a din of bar. If it has a din of bar, we said you're potter on Caleb. But that's not necessarily true. There is shita of Yehuda, the mechaivanus get Caleb a bar. There's a shita of Yehuda, we'll see later on in the Masechta, who says you are, we had it earlier, we'll see it later, that you're chaivanus get Caleb a bar, you are chaivan Caleb a breaking a bar. He doesn't make this drush we made. So according to him, the safer, which says, of course it's a din bar. And the Tanakhama says, you're putter when you break Caleb in a bar. Rabbi Huda, Tak argues in that point, and the safe for this price is Rabbi Huda. So again, we have two totally different ways to learn our Mishnah and the Brisa. According to Rav, if you're not Mafkir, and I'm stressing this because this is going to be the whole daf tomorrow. According to Rav, if you're not Mafkirit, if you own it, it is Maman Hamazik. It is not a din bar, it does not have all the paturm of bar, it has a din of Maman Hamazik with all those repercussions. If, if you are Mafkirit, it has a din of bar, it's Paturan Kalim, Paturan Adam, etc. Like we said before, unless. Uh, and, and the point that you've hit your head on the ground, Rav holds, doesn't count. Shmuel holds, whether you're mafkrit or not mafkrit, it has a din of a bar. If you create an obstacle with Shasarabim, or you create an obstacle in your own yard, it makes no difference whatsoever. People that have walked in, they trip on it, you're chayvi din bar. If you're chayvi din bar, then for sure for a human being who gets injured, you're not going to be chayv. For an animal uh, who dies, you're not going to be chayv. If he gets injured, you will be chayv. For Kalim, then it depends on this machlaik, you should be in the Rabban. One more piece today. Amar Belazer, this idea of tripping on the rock and breaking the plate. What caused you to trip? Right, the Braiser talked about the case where you broke the plate on the rock. Did you trip on the rock or did you trip on your feet? So it says on your feet, you just tripped. Nothing to do with the rock. So says Belazer, that which we said the Bala, Bala rock is going to be Chayev, either according to Rav, Midin Momen. Or according to Shmuel, like Shittas of Yehudami didn't bar Yechayev on Kalim, that's if the rock caused the tripping and the breaking. 
If you tripped on something else, nothing to do with the rock, you tripped on your own feet, you tripped on stam karka, whatever it is, and then you fell and broke the plate on this rock. Again, we didn't borrow it in Shor. Potter, the owner of the rock is Potter. Now, this is very similar to a Gemara we had earlier, we discussed in Rashi at least. Of, we have a Chlaikis discussion of Gemara later on. We, heard, we talked about it in Rashi earlier. If my Shor pushes your Shor into a bar, okay, so my shark contribute part of the negligence. The bar contribute the other part of the negligence. So if my shark is only a chetzinezek, so we say the dollar bar has to pay the debt. We had a machlek, how, how does that work? Do we contribute or do we say, well, you only collect the chetzinezek from me, so you collect the chetzinezek from the bar? Or do you say, no, it's really the shark's problem is only to do with the dollar bar. Rib Nussin said over there that... When you have two people contributing to a negligence, whatever you can collect from one, you collect. Whatever you cannot collect, the other one has to pay. Too bad. Even though he only contributed 50% of the damage, if the balashar, for whatever reason, is potter, then the balabar is going to have to pay the whole thing, or the opposite. It doesn't make a difference. So in our case, when you trip on the ground and break the plate, there's nobody to sue for tripping on the ground. And therefore, according to Ibn you, the owner of the rock should have to pay the whole thing no matter what. And Abel Lazar it's not true. Abel said if you trip on the ground and break the plate on the, on the rock, the ball of rock is putter. Says the word, the like That's not like Abel According to Abel since there's nobody else to pay, the owner of the rock is going to have to pay anyways, even though it wasn't totally his fault. Ika or some people twist it exactly the opposite. Not only is the ball rock chayv, if you trip on the rock and break on the rock, if you trip on the ground, nothing to do with the rock, and you break on the red thing, you're going to be potter? No. You're going to be chayev the bala rock. Why? Who said that when you have contributory negligence over here, and one side is potter, the other side has to just make it up. It's too bad. So therefore, in this case also, even though the owner of the, or the Rishasarabim, the city, whatever it is, made you trip, you broke your plate on this rock. Again, either the rock is a din of shore, or the rock is a din of bar, according to Yehuda, then the Enechanami, according to the owner will have to be chayv. Just keep these ideas in mind about Hefker, and this Machlech is about Hefker, whether a bar is Hefker or not Hefker. That's going to be the Sugi Mitzvah tomorrow.